Tanner, how are you? Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all good. right. Good, um, good. <laughs> so, as as listeners will know, hello, dear listeners. Um, we have a fun little game that Sam likes to play, where he invites me to record uh, virtually. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> are still maintaining social distance, of but, course. Um, you've been naming me divas. Um, obviously, I've been Beyonce. I've been all sorts. Dolly, Dolly, Whitney. and and this week I'm Lionel, <laughs> and I've you are. Got, I've got no idea why. I mean, so, hello, but... hello. Um, you are Lionel this week, and that's just because I've got some very exciting news. That I know you're going to love. Right. Um, are you sat down? I am sat down. Good. Well, <laughs> and, and scared. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm um, sat down and scared. Okay. So Disney are currently working with Lionel Richie. <gasps> yeah, because they're going to create a musical movie. Shut the front door. Called All Night Long, oh, and it will be mate. it will use songs from his back catalogue. <laughs> oh, what? Kind of like the whole Mamma Mia style, where they've created a story just around the songs of ABBA. They're going to be doing the same, but for Lionel Richie. Oh my god! Is it is it going to be animated? Uh, I know they don't know yet. So I, I I would imagine not. I would imagine that it will be uh, played by actors um, again, much like Mamma Mia. But Holy yeah, sugar snaps, mate. Right? That's incredible. <laughs> How exciting is that? Oh wow, that's very very exciting indeed. Um, I'm I'm a little bit of a fangirl when it comes to Lionel Richie. I think lots of people are, but I flipping love Lionel. Mm. Um, Wait, what's your favorite song? I mean where to begin frankly um personally i am a big fan of uh, all night long i think is great i think dancing on the ceiling's got to be one of the best bangers ever mm. um yeah i i it doesn't doesn't get too much better yeah totally agree dancing on the ceiling is 100% my all-time lionel song um yeah so i i i saw that and i thought of you and i was just like that's what i'm going to uh, that, that's his name today that's, he's going to be called Lionel that's fair enough mate I like that big fan um, mm. although hello you know oh mate there's so many with Lionel <laughs> <laughs> weird music video that though isn't it <laughs> <laughs> isn't it though I'm, I'm pleased you said that it is it is it's got me up there with one of the weirdest kind of most surreal music videos ever but um, but a very poignant message I think mm. Um, oh, what a legend! And also, obviously, the, the, his work with the Commodores was. Oh, mate, have I told you about? Oh, God, I got I got two Lionel Richie stories actually. Um, we've probably got time, haven't we? Uh, yeah, we've we've got time. Well, we're in for an absolute treat of an episode because uh, Abby Clark is a flipping brilliant. Um, I'll I'll share one of the the stories. So we are about tell to discuss. What, tell you what, do one now. And one on the outro. Oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah. Um, there you go. Although I've got a feeling that my second one might be a bit poor. Is, but... are, you, are you dancing on the ceiling? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was at Glastonbury, uh, Glastonbury Festival. I've seen Lionel twice. Uh, and uh, one of the times was at Glastonbury. And Dancing on the Ceiling was on Sunday afternoon. The whole pyramid stage, just absolutely loving life. And I did my most artistic kind of video I think I've ever done. Not to, he says, as he blows his own trumpet. Um, <laughs> but 
but I uh, basically panned across the whole of Glastonbury and the to the tune of Dancing on the Ceiling. And then just as the chorus broke, what a feeling when you're dancing on the ceiling. Just as that happened, I panned to my friend who was just asleep on the floor. It was amazing. <laughs> um, that that video we're about to discuss with Abby, things like going viral, but that video I'm pretty sure is my best shot of going viral. And I can't share it because my friend, when I showed it to her, was mortified and made me promise to never, never, ever, I'd never even tell anyone really, but I'm not going to share who she is. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I think you need to have a chat with her. And now, you know, the moment's passed. She's over it. I think you need to uh, get get yourself a TikTok account and and chuck it on there. Well, I'll <laughs> I'll um I'll throw this out there. If uh, if she is listening um, and decides that the time is right, if that happens and she gets in touch with me and says, "Yeah, you can do that," then I will. But only if that happens. All right, and this I will, this will be um... a test to see whether she's one of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna well either that or I'll just bug you until uh and, until you tell me her name and then I'll reach out to her that'd be fine either or mate either or we we got options <laughs> we got options we we have indeed well um, um let let's get on with the pod then shall we because uh we I'm excited to hear your other Lionel story I think we should mate this was a real real pleasure to to chat today with um with Abby Clark Abby is a as we'll find out, a relatively new stand-up comedian who has been doing really great work uh, on the on the stage, and then as soon as kind of lockdown hit, a lot of us, myself included, kind of lost. I well, I, I don't mind saying I lost my kind of creative juices a little bit, my mojo. Um, Abby Clark, on the other hand, has definitely not, as we're about to yeah. about to discover. Uh, I think she's um she's won lockdown, hasn't she? She has absolutely nailed lockdown, yeah. And <laughs> uh it's I learned a lot during this and I don't mind I don't mind admitting to you, dear listener, that before our chat, uh, I thought, right, I'm gonna check out Abby, obviously do a little bit of research as it was. She's on Instagram and um TikTok, as is discussed. And I have downloaded TikTok. Yes, I'm probably 20 years older than most of the um, people <laughs> on there, but it is brilliant. If you're looking for a way to lose a day or certainly big chunks of your day, I recommend downloading it. And uh, I, we got into a little bit of a, a TikTok hole, didn't we, my friend? We certainly did, yeah. Um, and it, if you if you do have the the time, we all do currently. So just do it. Get TikTok and, and look for kind of Abby Clark comedy on mm. there, and you will too find yourself in in a hole of uh, just hilarity. There's a lot of really great stuff going on, and we'll we we delve into that in the in the episode. Uh, I think it's one of my favourite chats that we've had with with anyone on the pod. Um, Dear listener, you're in for a treat. Enjoy and uh, stick around for the outro. We'll see you in a bit. See you in a bit. Tell you about it anyway, because we have both Sam and I, uh, I think for most of today, been in a little bit of a TikTok hole, um, which which is caused, no offence, by you entirely. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) It's so true. It oh, is. I, I proudly take that on. You are yeah. welcome. 
Welcome to the TikTok hole. <laughs> it is. I, do you know what? I've never, I've never experienced it before. And we had a guest uh, a couple of ep- a few episodes ago who has done really, really well on TikTok. A guy called Sam Cracknell who has been doing these kind of piano lessons, and uh, th- that was good. And I kind of looked at a couple of videos and thought, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But having watched what you've done and you know we're, we're so much to unpack there but it just i had to i had to get it and i had to carry on watching and it's it's amazing how how long have you been on there and how, how have you found it um i mean i got it back in like november because i think I, I kind of wanted i started a mission <laughs> um to kind of like up my <laughs> social media because i just think performing in the southwest especially like a lot of audiences were older than me whereas online I mean the audience is much younger so I I started with like Instagram stuff because I felt that's where like women in their 20s were but I thought well TikTok's new there's probably space for new people and it's a younger audience so I kind of downloaded it for that reason but didn't quite get it at first I don't think and we just kind of did like lip syncs and trends um, I think I only did like five videos and then I kind of gave up on it because <laughs> um, I, I didn't really understand how like a video got seen or how anything. It wasn't till really recently where I kind of just uploaded a section of a sketch on a whim, just being like, well, I might as well. And then yeah. that suddenly did really well, like original content. And I kind of realized like, oh, this is a really great platform to post original content. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you do get noticed for it. And then when lockdown happened and I obviously couldn't do live performing anymore, I kind of just focused fully in on it. And um, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's really it's really interesting, isn't it, TikTok? Because I, 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 I did exactly your first bit. So I put five videos up <clears throat> of me trying to learn the piano um, and like nothing. The only mm-hmm. comment that I got was some little 10-year-old kid who said, the only good thing about this is your the TV on in the background. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. Um, How old is so this kid? That was... <laughs> it's about like ten or eleven by the looks wow. of his profile. That's, that's um, a, like a good a good burn for a kid. Yeah, it was a really good <laughs> that's burn. Sophisticated. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so what I've I then just like gave up on that, and I was just like, oh no way! I've gotten I, I ordered a new uh, case for my AirPods, and it's Spider Man, and I thought oh, I'll put that on TikTok. And that did really, really well. And I'm just like, oh, the hours I've spent trying to learn the piano <laughs> and like a five pound purchase off of Amazon. And uh, yeah, that's what wins it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's so hard to predict what's going to like work for you. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's the randomest stuff. <laughs> so um, on, I mean, I think perhaps I probably started with the wrong thing because I think there's so much to to discuss on on TikTok. But if, if we can, so obviously the, the podcast Commusician is... Uh, essentially myself uh, a comedian and Sam a musician uh, kind of chatting about the world and also ultimately learning each other's craft so I'm going to learn kind of how to do a a musical performance and and likewise for Sam Um, now obviously we've we know each other from the world of comedy so can you talk to us a little bit about your kind of comedy career because you haven't been going that long have you (laughs) I can can and I will call it a career because you're you're flipping you're flipping great and um (laughs) You know, you've you've not been going that long, have you? No, not at all. So 
I started in January 2019. So, Did you really? Oh yeah. my god! Um, <laughs> so I haven't been going long at all. I, I kind of just been going a year, and then lockdown happened. Wow. Um, which was a shame because I felt like I was really starting to like gain some momentum, make some yeah, progress yeah. out of the like just open 10 spots um and and then lockdown happens so that's why it's been good that the videos have meant I can kind of feel like I'm continuing my progress uh but I basically I did um a like solo performance module at uni okay (laughs) cool and kind of that was like my first taster so I didn't do stand-up because I wasn't I didn't want to admit to anyone that I thought I was funny um and so I just kind of hid it as like funny theater um and then but kind of from that always like had the like itch to do it but never really know how or like how you get into it or where the open mics are or like how it works so I did like a six-week course thing okay cool um which was when you just met up with these random people who wanted to try stand up for whatever reason most people were kind of like public speaker people who wanted just to gain confidence they weren't wanting to be comedians yeah yeah um and you just kind of met up every Saturday for six weeks for like two hours and you just got to kind of read some stuff you've written to them and try it out without having to do your first ever reading something aloud in front of a pub audience basically (laughs) um (laughs) And then, and then I kind of left it for a month still like, mm, but I couldn't do it properly. And then I did this next act in Bristol. That was my first gig. Was it? Lovely gig. Yeah, such a nice gig. I now always go to that gig with like new material and stuff because it just feels like my little safe space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where I started. Um, yeah, and then, and then I just started. I mean, I think uh, the Bristol scene is very supportive of new acts. So I was very lucky that I kind of immediately got offered gigs that probably an absolute newbie shouldn't be offered um (laughs) (laughs) so I was getting to do like belly laughs and stuff like that that Mark Olver runs like as like my third gig um wow Mark Mark Olver friend of the pod he was uh he was our guest a couple of weeks ago actually and um yeah he's a he's a flipping legend so it's yeah so like it was I was getting like amazing opportunities quite early on and um yeah and then just been trying to progress since then basically uh, yeah. <laughs> so um you you said something really interesting there which we kind of almost glossed over but um you you mentioned the phrase it was along the lines of you didn't want to admit that you thought you were funny um is is, is that right yeah, yeah yeah I mean I still kind of have it <laughs> but but it's weird isn't it because you know the 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 notion of wanting to be a comedian you've got to kind of at some point you've got to admit well yeah I I think I am funny or I hope I am funny but yeah I I totally empathize with that kind of almost wanting to to not shout from the rooftops about it but clearly you know you you don't get booked for those gigs uh, and you don't get booked again for those kind of gigs if if you're shit so um i think i think perhaps abby it's time to admit that you are funny uh, <laughs> yeah i think i think i'm getting better at it i think it's the yeah. pressure that's attached to it of as soon as you tell someone you do comedy it's immediately like tell us a joke then you must yes. be hilarious at all times yeah, um, yeah. so I, I think that's the fear and I, I also i was never i don't think i was ever like the funny kid at school i've never um I don't know I think it's also it's a very male thing I think that confidence of being the class clown and and telling gags and having that amount of self-confidence and belief almost um 
and I think because of that, I never wanted to be like, oh yeah, I want to try stand up because I didn't think people already had the thought of me of like, oh Abby, yeah, she's she's the funny one. She's a funny person. Like that's not how people knew me. So I felt like if I said I wanted to do stand up, people would be like, what are you on? Um, <laughs> but I think I mean since union stuff. I mean that's this all deep, but <laughs> it's like no, it's I kind of have had that kind of stopping caring what people think I mean I still care so much um but just try, <laughs> like just kind of I think I was always the girl who I'm obsessed with like movies and so I'd see like a cool girl in a movie and be like okay that's what I have to do um and so I was kind of always <laughs> faking it and then I kind of realized that if I was just weird and awkward and embrace that people actually liked that and it made life so much easier and it was easier to like socialize and make friends and like all of that and that's all under the stand-up thing as well of just like realizing that just being being you is um if people like it basically it's so true it's so true and that kind of goes through no matter what I think you're doing whether it's uh comedy or music if we're gonna go like kind of from the pods angle where you've just got to do what you want like you know if you're for example if you're like a, a bass player and you love playing jazz you'd do awful in a like a heavy metal band um and it's kind of similar for comedy if you try and put on a persona that doesn't feel right to you it's not going to get you anywhere yeah. is it and, and people I, can I'm in tell. like people can yeah. tell if it's not you and, it, and if you're unapologetic about whatever you are people are usually like ah oh, fair enough no one no one's like why it's they, they yeah. kind of only have that judgment if you're judging yourself almost yeah, I totally agree. And Fitz has alluded a few times to his first ever gig was a persona that just didn't agree with him. He described himself as a a, a massive lad during his first. <laughs> whoa, gig. whoa, 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 whoa! Let me, let me, <laughs> let me just um, redress the balance of of truth there, mate. Um, what what actually <laughs> happened was um, I had kind of a workshop environment as well when I started out before my first ever gig. And uh, we were asked the question of each other. Everyone had to say, oh, what do you think their persona is? And overwhelmingly, for some goddamn reason, everyone in that group thought that I was a lad. And Ah, I'd love to know what people think I was. I think like that's a weird (laughs) question, isn't it? Like so many comedians have that joke at the start of the set of like, oh, you can probably tell I'm something. I know know what you're thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I've never had one. Obviously, yours was being a lad. <laughs> well, so so it was kind of predicted. <laughs> I I'm not particularly laddy, you know. Like I, I like the football and I like a beer, but that's about as far as it goes. But I think I I, I can it, attest to that. <laughs> it was it was to my detriment because I kind of thought then that I had to try and like basically find material that a lad like a I guess kind of a Lee Nelson type. that's what I looked at and I was like oh well I'll just be like a a Lee Nelson kind of like a Jack the Lad thing um but yeah it 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 wasn't me really and um it didn't it didn't really work but but thanks ever so much for bringing it up Sam (laughs) you're very welcome no I only bring it up because you said there's footage of it somewhere and I still am trying to get it out of you so yeah hopefully I've I've discovered that on YouTube um because I very very many years ago now I don't know about 10 years I sung on stage with Newton Faulkner which was which was amazing (laughs) and um you it's no longer on YouTube so I think YouTube just kind of bin videos that aren't popular but anyway that's 
yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the saddest little, but it it's felt because, sincere. It is. It's like it, without the video, how can you prove it happened? How know? will people know? They've, they've exactly. deleted your history from the internet. <laughs> I, I have see, I have seen the video. It showed it to me when we first met. It was probably one of the first things he said to me. It was just like, honestly, I'm really cool. Look at this video. Um, <laughs> again and, <laughs> and i can i can promise you now that what it looked more like was newton faulkner being hassled by a drunk guy um <laughs> on a stage uh, maybe it's better it's taken down then Gu- yeah, um... guilty as charged um, <laughs> so so on the um on the subject of kind of i guess coming up with content so this is probably a two-parter abby if that's all right but first of all what how do you kind of find your your material for uh the for the stage for stand-up comedy um i mean i don't think i fully worked it out yet uh like i am still really new um but it's mostly i think i mostly do observational stuff that usually just comes out of conversations i've had with friends or um like a lot comes from my group chat (laughs) and (laughs) it's just those funny conversations you have in the pub or that just come up randomly and I just make a note in my phone and then that's kind of what I do or otherwise it's just yeah it's just observations I've made and I write down and then I go and try and google about the subject and see if I can find any inspiration in it um or or just decide like a specific topic like I made a decision that I was like I want to write about how unrealistic sex scenes are in movies which is a real like class like that's been done but then kind of did loads of Googling of of different movies and then picking out and then like looking into that movie. And so sometimes I just do lots of research until I find something funny. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's a mix between that really of just of research and chatting with friends, basically. It's really interesting because I, um, I, one part of the, the podcast, you, thank you, sir. Uh, I, one part of the podcast <laughs> is going to be... Um, so I'm going to do my first ever comedy gig um, in about nine months time. And Fitz is going to do his first ever music gig when we do a live show. Um, mm. So kind of hearing that makes me feel so much better because I've been trying to think of ways that I can come up with material and I'm like drawing a blank. Like I've got nothing. Um, so yeah, it's really good to just know that you kind of just find it naturally and it just kind of comes to you because hopefully that will happen and I won't go on stage and uh, have nothing. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think, like, some days you literally just can't think of anything and I just, I'm like, oh, my God, can I ever write stand-up ever again? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have the fear every time. Uh, but then just something will happen or someone will say something and you'll think that's really funny or you have a really funny conversation and... And then, and then suddenly it's really easy. Like I think it goes through ways of like suddenly having a great idea and then having absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and you and you can always jog yourself. Like you, there's loads of like writing exercises or like when I first started stand up, they were like just start with an embarrassing story, um, and that was like a really easy way to kind of first go into it because that's that's how I make my friends laugh. Is oh my god, this awful thing happened on a date, and then I tell the story and. I mean, that's not that much different. You just have to add some planned gags. And um, yeah, yeah. and then you've kind of got your first set, really, just from that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Sam, not to put you on the spot, mate, but embarrassing story? <laughs> you, you really want to ask that question? <laughs> um, uh, no. On the subject of kind of moving, I guess, away from, from stand-up, because... 
we have spoken to a few people who have been quite busy, I would say, during lockdown, um, but none, it seems, have, have perhaps been quite as busy as you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how, how lockdown has gone so far? Um, it's been a bit mad, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't really know what's happening. Uh, yeah, I just, I just kind of really, I'm quite a like all or nothing kind of person. Um, so I've kind of thrown everything into it almost and I'm kind of treating it like a full-time job at the moment because I've been furloughed. So um, I've got the time. And yeah, I just started post, like I, obviously I first started posting original sketches before lockdown, which I'm really thankful I started because it kind of means I didn't have to work it out now. Like I kind of had already worked out little bits and how to do things so that I was kind of ready for lockdown almost um <laughs> and and I'd had like positive responses to them like I'd been on BBC Upload and that one of the videos from that had gone viral well not wow. viral like but like it had like a million views um that, that's pretty viral Abby. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like you can't say that's not viral when what my what I think my highest view account on my TikTok is is maybe a hundred I, I just yeah. looked, mate I just looked 182 <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, you come at me with a million. Yeah, that's viral. <laughs> but but yeah, so like that video's gone. So I kind of had like a, a I, I knew that I could do something that works, um, but I'd never done it. I've kind of been churning out like two sketches a week, which is a bit mad. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then also started just we did like one. Um, I got my parents to do like a dance that was trending on TikTok, and then suddenly that was really popular. And we started doing a dance every week. Um, it's called Work Wednesday. I um, love it. It's my favorite thing, <laughs> honestly. Like so, so you basically you've come up in my for you page a few times before I clicked follow. Uh, be- obviously, way before I knew this was going to happen. Um, and like I watched one, and I was just like that's incredible and then all of a sudden like yeah I would say probably weekly I'm starting to see more and more of your dad and I'm thinking hold on there's something here there's got to be something there so I looked into it and then yeah found myself in in a complete Abby Clark TikTok hole for yeah. hours I need, I need hours. to be careful that my dad doesn't take a page it's dangerous um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like it's still about me um, <laughs> but uh, no I mean I have a really good relationship with my dad so I really it's funding um videos with him but yeah so so work Wednesday I think brought a lot of views to my page as well which was good because it was it was uplifting people liked it and it also sometimes could be within trends or it's just very what TikTok's about but and it also went really well on Twitter Twitter's really loved it I think especially because my parents are from like the theatre world when we did musical theatre songs or whatever they loved it um but it meant that people came to my page and then they saw my sketches and then so it kind of they served each other uh yeah and then and then it started once started building following people kind of got in touch being like hey so I've done um I've been collaborating with Prime Video and doing like ads for them I Um, I thought I saw that and I was like is that (laughs) is that what I think it is because surely I mean that's that's pretty bonkers to be working with with the yeah. likes of Amazon Prime, well, and, right? and that was really early on. That was I was only on about I don't know, like 
25,000 followers at that point, which I know Only. sounds a lot, but um, I think TikTok. <laughs> Just casual, yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah. TikTok is it, it's different depending on which platform you're on. Like, I think 25 is a lot more on Instagram than it is on TikTok, if that makes sense, because the right. average number of followers people have is much higher. Um, yeah because it's almost it's not as much of a commitment to follow someone on tiktok as it is on instagram i've got 10 followers on tiktok <laughs> Abby. Uh. I say, it, but amazon prime to get in touch i think i wasn't expecting that kind of thing um and then since yeah you, you have people saying hey can you we'll pay you to use this song um or we'll pay you to lip sync to this sound you, I've also had people get in touch with like teeth whining, but I've turned that down because it doesn't really <laughs> doesn't seem my vibe. Um, yeah, so it, it's been that kind of weird. And then you also get like kind of reality TV shows being like, "Hey, we've seen your page," um, and that kind of thing. So it, yeah, and then yeah, it's been weird. And then we had the one dance video that went that one did go like fully viral. And then I woke up. I'd gone to bed with four thousand Instagram followers and woke up to i think 14k wow. and then and then within the day it went up to like 20 and then the next day it went up to like <coughs> so like that video because i think loads of meme pages posted it and so all the people who followed meme pages on instagram suddenly saw my video went to my page and suddenly saw there was a whole catalog of sketches that i'd already done Jeez. and and then decided to follow which is amazing um that's incredible. That's yeah. absolutely It's incredible. also terrifying, though, because it kind of all moves so quickly that you're like, oh, God, am I ready for this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's like amazing opportunities have come up and it makes you hopeful for, like, things that could happen in the future, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I guess the, the, the juggle that you may have kind of looking forward is – you know kind of when you go back to work is yeah you know you've got 160,000 people now on TikTok pretty much that are that are loving you and want you to continue yeah um, th- th- that's the thing is before lockdown the reason I also hadn't fully thrown myself into TikTok is because with working and then doing stand-up in the evenings like there's not much time Mm. Um, and also when you're I think I find it very difficult to write stand-up and write sketches at the same time because it's a very different kind of writing um so I feel like my brain's in a different zone uh so I was focusing on trying to write stand-up more than sketches at that time so yeah it's going to be weird when when the world comes back (laughs) about about what I do I'd love to delve into that a little bit more. Um, do, do you mind? Do you mind asking if I ask what what is it that you do in in the day job? Oh, I just work at a um, like cafe restaurant. Uh, oh, cool. Front of house sounds fancier than waitress. <laughs> it certainly does. Absolutely, a hospitality expert. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Um, <clears throat> so you you mentioned there about the difference between kind of. Um, writing material for stand-up and, and obviously writing sketches so I have literally today downloaded TikTok I have zero followers um, there are five people I'm following uh, one of which is Sam one of which is you um, and I'm two <laughs> three oh mate it's an absolute pleasure believe me um, but but I've got no idea where to begin so what I guess a I'd love to know kind of how you come up with ideas without revealing any trade secrets of course but but also how where can I get started how do I get started do you think 
I mean, I think it's really good to immerse yourself in it. And it's mm. also very easy. Um, but mm. I think a lot of people come on to TikTok and just post without also engaging. And I think you learn a lot just by watching other videos and seeing what videos get onto your For You page and what's succeeding and what's good. Um, but also, I think from my experience anyway it's original content that does really well because you can kind of anyone can lip sync or or something like that um and really it's it's the 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 pages that have seven million followers that are going to do well with lip syncs because people are liking it because it's them if you know what Mm. i mean whereas if if no one knows who you are and you've only got one follower and they see you do a lip sync unless it's like completely original lip sync with an original twist on it that no one's seen before people probably won't take much notice whereas if you're offering completely original content that's funny or entertaining or engaging in some way or like if you're a musician and you make sounds or songs that people that can then use to do a dance to or to do their own thing to I think that's the way to get engagement almost because it's 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 an app that's about sharing and engaging with the content so if you make a sketch people want to lip sync along to your sketch but that can also be scary when I first started out my first sketch I posted it and then a girl lip synced to my sketch and she got more likes than me (laughs) Um, and that was before I had like a lot of followers so no one knew it was my sketch so that was a really scary thing as a comedian because it was like oh my god like they just think it's hers I've my content's out there and it can just be used like without my permission almost but in the long run actually her lip syncing brought more attention to my sketch Mm. and eventually I've overtaken and I do have more likes in it now and I have more of a following so people know it's my sketch now so it's it's kind of a risk but usually worth it if that makes sense I totally agree and I think with with kind of with any content on there you've just got to you've got to be able to put content on there that you're okay with others using yeah exactly maybe maybe not your a game stuff you know you can save that for when you actually do want to write a proper sketch or you know that those sort of things and uh yeah just just have that stuff there so it's funny enough for tiktok but it's not like a life-changing piece that you don't want anybody else to have yeah like i'd be wary i'm wary of posting my stand-up on tiktok because mm. it, it's, I think, because I think also I came from the stand-up world where using anyone's joke is like a crime. Um, <laughs> it, like you can't, like how dare you use a joke that you've stolen <laughs> from someone else, or even that is remotely similar to. And then you go onto TikTok and you're encouraged <laughs> almost to like, like you go on TikTok and some people are just lip-syncing to stand-up comedian sets. Um, yeah, I've seen. Oh, I saw I saw one guy who he didn't even lip-sync; he just used. Ashling B's joke within his uh, like pretending it was his and so luckily Ashling B is very famous so people were like this is Ashling B's joke um <laughs> but I think yeah th- there is a risk not just TikTok if you put anything on the internet I mean you you lose control of what happens to it um and, and also, if you're trying to build a following to then come watch your stand-up shows, you don't want to have posted all your jokes and then have nothing for them to come see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's being clever about what you're willing. Like you were saying, you have to you have to be willing for other people to use it if you post it, basically. 
I guess there's a whole segment there that you could do though with kind of TikTok as a uh, as a stand-up joke, isn't there? You know, you could find some of these stories and and kind of make them jokes. So although you're writing mostly for your kind of sketches, you could use the kind of the lessons and the learns that you've got from TikTok in your stand-up. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to include it. I think the struggle I have with that is quite similar to the struggle I was having before I went online of that TikTok is still quite a young platform and a lot of people don't know about it or don't know how it works. Um, and so the, the fear is if I went into the depths of Devon and performed to an over 50 crowd about TikTok, they would just not know <laughs> what I was on about, which yeah, was yeah. most of my experience of stand-up when I first started going into Devon. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's wanting to include that, but also in stand-up, I think material has to be so much more universal, whereas online you're allowed to be more niche, if that makes sense. Because mm, yeah, it does. because you can find a specific audience and they will find you. You you can literally do a sketch completely. I don't know about Harry Potter and all the Harry Potter fans will find it and and enjoy it. Whereas if you did it on stage and you have no idea who in the audience, I mean Harry Potter's difficult, <laughs> a bad example because everyone knows Harry Potter, but um, <laughs> and Pokemon. And if like no one in the audience knows about Pokemon, you're you you're not going to do well, basically. Well, I mean, first of all, if nobody in the audience knows about Pokemon, then just leave. Like, there's just there's no point being there, is there? There's not, they're not people you want to surround yourself by, are they? Let's face it. <laughs> she, means, she means no offence to you, Sam, yeah. all right, mate? I'm it's all right. <laughs> I was trying desperately to come up with some sort of Pikachu pun, but um, it's it's gone. The moment's passed. Uh, you can edit mind. it in. Later on. <laughs> yes, I can, Abby. Yes. <laughs> Just nice. <laughs> I, I'm not going to give Fitz any props if he doesn't deserve them. Uh, I'm not. I'm not putting that in. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Let's just, just record a fake laugh now, and then you can put it in after. <laughs> yes, Abby. Excellent. Um, so, uh, one other question on TikTok, if I may. So, how, ha- having had my first kind of look at it. How do you ever do anything? Because I have lost a couple of hours today, um, which again, your fault, um, to to just kind of scrolling through. So, do you do you look at it with a different kind of an eye, or almost a different type point of view? Because you said about, I guess, not just posting, but also posting and engaging. Mm. Does that, does that mean that you kind of look at a video in a different way? Because I've seen a couple of um, already in the short time, my short TikTok career, um, I've seen a few kind of how-to videos and stuff. Do you, I guess, look at those and think, oh, that's a good idea? Or, um, I mean, I think I mostly engage with with the comedy content. I haven't engaged much with the other kind of content, though, I do follow a few like there's like this one girl who just like does amazing tricks on a slack line and I just love that kind of stuff um (laughs) but I I mostly engage with TikTok in the sense of just when you're going through because I my main focus is the original sketches but I like to I mean first of all it's not sustainable to do full-blown sketches as all your videos um so I kind of pepper them with my own twist on a trend or I see a funny video that I want to duet with um for example there's one of my tiktok there's a guy who's doing like 
people do like point of views on TikTok. So that they're, <laughs> they're like point of view, you're walking down the aisle and this guy then acts out like a really dramatic, like he's crying because you're so beautiful. Um, <laughs> and so someone had done one of those. And so then I duetted it like I was coming down the aisle dressed as a cookie. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, I've seen that. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. That's so good. So it, it's simple things like that. that like, so you engage in that sense of that you see something and you're like, that's a really funny sound and you just save it for later. Or like if I see a dance routine that I'm like, my family could do that as one of our next things, I'll save that. Or yeah, if there's something I want to duet with. So it's just kind of that kind of thing. Or like I did one where I just used the Ariana Grande sound to tell a joke without doing any <laughs> speaking. Like I just did the captions. So it's just engaging so that you you don't just post your digital content, you also join in on trends and um, things like that. So yeah it, it it brings it brings followers and viewers in a different way and it also just people like that that you're engaging with the stuff they're also engaging with um and they like to see your version of the trend almost yeah i agree i love the way that you do like a blooper reel as well for like some of the dances that you do with your family yeah um and then you do a blooper reel of actually you know what we we didn't get it right first time and this is the hilarity that ensued and yeah. it, they are brilliant and i think people love that as well i love a blooper reel i think blooper reels better than the actual idiot <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd i totally agree bloopers. um but they're actually really difficult to to make the blooper reels because you have so much footage because um, <laughs> because obviously you, you don't want to be like oh we're gonna film the blooper so like I just prop a phone up in the corner where no one can really see it but that means that I <laughs> film like 30 minutes of like video and then I have to go through and just crop out anything that's funny that's funny that happened and then also you have to make it a minute long exactly so Mm. so so the blooper reels actually sometimes take longer than the actual video (laughs) (laughs) so on on the subject of your your family because they have they have certainly formed a pretty big part of some of your um, some of your videos. I don't know off the top of my head, or in fact, there's a question. Do you know off the top of your head which has been your most successful video? Um, it depends on which platform. So on Instagram and Twitter, it was our Eurovision dance has yeah. been one that went viral on all the meme pages and stuff. But actually on my TikTok, that, that dance didn't go mental um and i think it was because it was kind of engaging in a trend that already existed in tiktok which was the random bouncing wherever you were and then i was like let's just add the actual dance to it um and so on twitter i think especially where the audience probably aren't on tiktok they were like whoa what is this (laughs) whereas on tiktok we were like yeah we get it you're joining in and adding your own thing to the trend um so my most successful video on tiktok is is the if cats were human oh brilliant yeah Um, yeah and then, and then on Twitter and Instagram, it's the Eurovision dance, basically. And um, I guess that what, part of the reason for asking that was because your family have, have formed such a kind of big part of that. How how did that first come about? Did you were they watching what you were doing, and did you say, "Oh, guys, I've got an idea"? Oh, clearly, they're open to it, and the videos are so so good with them all there. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was what I was saying about I'd just been scrolling and there was this dance that was trending um, to the Blinding Lights song uh, and everyone was doing it and there was a really good one of two sons and their dad and I, w- I was just like, I think we could do this really well. <laughs> um, and and because it was short and kind of non-committal, 
and quite it was quite a simple routine as well they agreed to do it but and then I don't think we were expecting it to be so popular I think especially for my dad because he works at um the Bristol Theatre School so he kind of also had the joy of his students seeing him not how they've seen him before oh wow Uh, (laughs) and 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 so yeah it was it was it was just friends and family reaction was so positive that we were like we should do do this again for sure and then we did um we did Mamma Mia because dad had been in the original Mamma Mia so I was like we'll get you to lip sync to yourself from years ago um because he's on the original track wow that's amazing yeah and then that one went that one did like really well on Twitter because obviously Mamma Mia page retweeted it and then all of dad's um original cast members were like oh my god and then like buzzfeed did an article about that one i think Um, i remember seeing that yeah yeah i think just because it was such a great story of like oh my god the original harry from amir's lip-syncing to himself with his family and and so then after that we were like well we have we have committed to making this a weekly thing now Um, (laughs) they they had no way out after that basically (laughs) they're they're trapped forever it's part of the schedule in the clark household it's work wednesday Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i love it that's so good. That's so so good. Um, so, and and they so he's really enjoyed that, and your 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 mum's obviously a big part of it as well. Mm. Um, I've seen a couple of videos with your is it a sister? I with your sister, I yeah. So we, we did the come dine with me lip sync. That was so funny. <laughs> so yeah. funny. I mean, that that was just another one that I'd seen people doing the sound. I think because um, my family are actors when I see a kind of like a lip sync or a recreation that families are doing, I'm just like, let's do it with actors yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just and nail it basically. And so when I saw obviously that, the, what a sad little life Jane, it's just such a funny, famous TV moment that I just knew yeah. my dad would do so well. Um, <laughs> and, and we had the perfect amount of people um, for the parts as well. So it, it must be so much fun in your house during lockdown. Like, it, <laughs> I, I wish I was there because it would just be so much fun to be that creative. Yeah, uh, and be in a I mean, it's, it's great that I am locked down with performers. And I think it's giving, <laughs> giving dad a little bit of escape as well because he's basically running a drama school from his bedroom, which um, is very stressful. So I think he's enjoyed kind of something else going on. But then equally, it can be very stressful because you have someone trying to run a drama school, me pretending to be a cat in the hallway, um, <laughs> being like, I have other stuff to do than just film you being a cat. Uh, so, it, yeah, it, it, it's great fun, but sometimes it's a bit much in just one household. But yeah. And did, um, did it require much persuasion from you to get him to do parkour? Because that's one of my favourites. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. I, wasn't, I, I, I could not have predicted how much he went for that. <laughs> that's the thing. My dad doesn't do anything in halves. Um, he's, he, I think we're very similar in the fact that, like, if we're going to do it, we're doing it properly. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, and we both we both loved the office as well, but we were also worried because he has a bad back and everything. So we were like, we have to be careful, like don't injure yourself. And then he threw himself over a table. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that, but yeah, no, that was such a fun one to do actually. 
Nice. Well, it's um, I, well, it's one of my favourites. But then every time I look at another one, I'm like, yep, yeah, now that's it as well. Um, <laughs> the the if humans were cats and if humans were dogs were were both really good as well. And um, in 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 terms of the engagement, that's a question. Thinking about it, because I've I've seen a few kind of comments and requests from people, fans, I guess. Let's call them what they are. Do you? I, find that so weird. <laughs> I know, right? It must it must be really weird. But you're bloody you bloody deserve it you work you're working hard and you're doing great work um but how does it feel kind of having i saw one comment from someone i think they're in texas or uh, like alabama or something and how does it feel having people like that interact with you and i guess give you suggestions and things yeah i mean it feels a bit um um, it may be imposter syndrome because uh, it is so odd i mean especially on instagram i now have like people following me in all sorts of different countries like I have people like I looked at my um the like uh analytics on my Instagram and it said that I had the same amount of people following me in Bristol as I did in New York <laughs> wow. like, why are people in New York following me um and like oh I've got people from Canada someone said hi from Tunisia Argentina like like that I can't get over and it was also it was when it happened the next video I had filmed and had ready to like post was the come dine with me one and I was like this is so British (laughs) no one from an international audience is gonna know what I've done but obviously I'd made that video and I only had 4,000 English followers um but I think the weirdest is the on on TikTok like I've done some like TikTok lives where you just like go live and and people being like oh my god you're my idol or like wow. I'm such I'm your biggest fan and, and I'm like you didn't know who I was 10 days ago I, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> and they're like oh my god have you been spotted on the street yet I'm like no it's, I'm, I'm not a celebrity but people I don't know it's so weird that some people think that and I guess I have to accept like yeah I've done really well but yeah, also yeah. part of me it's like no I'm such a normal noob like <laughs> <laughs> I am I am nothing to be like don't don't you need a better idol I just, <laughs> there's nothing special but um yeah it's weird but it's really cool as well it's nice it, no it must be really cool and it, and you deserve it mate you deserve it 100 you don't um it's there's no imposter syndrome going on as far as i can see you should you should be proud own it yeah 100 be kind to yourself because it is it's so it's so good and and i truly hope that you're you know able to uh kind of continue it after after lockdown um you know quit quit your job just do that it'll be fine <laughs> yeah. everything will be fine start saying yes to the teeth commercials yeah, um and get paid I'll say yes to teeth whitening and then i can make a career of it <laughs> exactly that's fine <laughs> i mean that that was uh, i was gonna kind of maybe end on this question but we'll end on something else if that's all right but uh how would you or where would you kind of love to see yourself in five years time Abby Clark is looking back five years in the future. Talk to me. I mean, I find that question so hard because I'd never think I was here at this time, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, I, I don't want to shoot too high, but you also don't want to shoot too low. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I think a goal for me really is to break into TV and somehow. Amazing. Um, like that's, that's the main goal. And like one day would be great to kind of, right right own show um and like i'd love to do a sitcom with my family seeing as they're all actors like that'd be super cool um but 
yeah, I mean, you can't see, you can't, I don't, I don't know where I'll be or what opportunities will come up. But basically, I want, I want to, I want to be a stand-up comedian who, who people know um, from the telly, and hopefully that then brings you opportunities to also act and write and and, and do do that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how many years it takes, but that's that's the goal. Mate, that's that's such a good good answer and I, I think I, I ask it every week but um I think perhaps I need to rephrase it because it is quite a tricky question to answer yeah. oh, where, where where do you see some but but that's spot on you know what a lovely aim and why the hell not aim for you know having that as your life imagine being able to wake up every day and and be doing exactly what it is you want to do that's got to be the dream right yeah oh 100 and I mean I'm not going to give up on it. Um, like it, it's just kind of that's. I I can't see myself doing anything else. I think is is the main thing as well. There's there's no there's no plan B really. So it's it's got to be that. That's <laughs> that's what I got to do. So yeah. Well, I honestly believe that you will. I really do. I think um, I think you're a, a hardworking uh, comic. Um, obviously, a hardworking. TikToker is that the is that is that the word? Is that the, is... I don't know what the official term is. I think I think that might be the official term, but not said so wanky like an old man. <laughs> uh, a TikTokishian. I don't know. I'll come. Up, I'll come up with something cool. But... Yeah. Oh, don't no, don't. I'll put it in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, amazing. Um. Sam, did you want to um ask the the Please. final question, my friend? I would love to. Um. So, Abby. As I said earlier, I'm going to be doing my first live set when we do a live podcast evening. Yes. And I would love to get kind of, not some help, uh, but some kind of advice on where to start. <laughs> um, just generally? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I, uh, like I said, the advice that I first took, they said, start with an embarrassing story but most importantly an embarrassing story where the egg ends up on your face I think is really important I mean people don't like winners I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unfortunate thing I've come to terms with and so if you tell a story and you win people don't want that they want they want you to lose and they want to um to take comfort and enjoy that uh yeah. We, we also did you could start with like five things you hate five things you love and why um nice and yeah i think also never it, it's just it's about writing as much as possible and then finding something in there that's that's good because most of it won't be <laughs> um not, not you personally i mean just generally i've written so much bad stuff uh but you in in an a4 page of bad there'll be like one golden joke so yeah, yeah. Oh, i love writing. that that's such good that's such good advice it really, and, is. And it really is i do i do have a lot of um uh, kind of examples of of being the loser so uh, yeah i got that i can oh, i can nail that great. straight away <laughs> i didn't want to say that comedian. <laughs> yeah I, I, I didn't want to say that but sam you're set mate you'll be fine um, <laughs> Oh, what an absolute pleasure, Abby! Thank you so much for for joining us today. Uh, it's been for having me. Oh, mate, it's been it's been our absolute pleasure. Abby Clark, ladies and gentlemen. 
Abby flipping Clark, mate. Um, well, that was honestly no disrespect to any of the guests that we've had before because they've all been brilliant. But I, I've got to say, I think that's one of my favourite chats we've we've ever had. What a joy! I think that might be my favourite as well. Um, more, you know, more so because she keeps telling, you know, she kept kind of telling us about different videos that she's got and different kind of uh, jokes that she's made on, on TikTok and on Insta and stuff and. They're just all kind of coming back to me and I'm just reliving them all again because they are so, so good. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, if, if if lockdown was a competition, she is in pole position right now. She yeah. really is. I couldn't agree more. And uh, like I said, she's she's only been on the state, as we heard, you know, she's only been a, a comic for just over a year, but has uh, we've worked together. She's been booked at my kind of gigs, my pro nights, you know, and has always done really, really well. And so it is, yeah, it was really, really nice to talk to her. And and just, I feel kind of young. Is that all right? Yeah. I, I feel young now. I'm, I'm I, cool. I've got TikTok. I, um, you're I'm, younger I'm cool. than you were. <laughs> oh, good. Jolly good. Um, <laughs> as, as I say that, I can feel my back hurting because I haven't moved for a little while. And uh, I can hear my screaming two-year-old downstairs. So... Uh, back to reality with a bump <laughs> it's all right just um you know when this is over grab tiktok and uh yeah just just go back to being young again it's fine i shall i shall thanks mm, mate good well i you know my my hat goes off to abby you're you know you really are doing some amazing work and and i truly hope that it continues um you you absolutely deserve it uh i really really want the best for you it was it was fantastic fantastic conversation thank you it, very much it was indeed and you know really inspiring and i don't know how i can um become viral um, i don't know how i can <laughs> uh kind of do successful stuff on tiktok and instagram but but do go and check out abby so it's abby a b i uh abby clark with an e so uh her handle everywhere which is what the cool kids say is uh at abby clark comedy a b i c l a r k e comedy uh she's on instagram as you know she's on social uh on tiktok go and give her a follow you know i i honestly believe that you'll watch the stuff and 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 you'll laugh you know some of her videos are really good she mentioned one about uh, if humans were cats it's just funny it's just harmless fun have a laugh and um and go and give her some love for sure couldn't agree more mate i really couldn't agree more um yeah thank you very much abby but before we close up today you had a story to tell. So you've told uh, story number one, your st- first Lionel story at the intro. Oh, yeah. What, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to close us out with, my friend? Oh, God, no pressure. Um, it's it's not really, I don't know, it's it's a bit lame, I suppose. But um, So we went to see Lionel at um, uh, Hyde Park, Lionel Richie and... Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder was headlining and Lionel Richie was support. Like, what a gig that is, by the way. What a flipping <laughs> <Yeah>. gig. Um, <clears throat> I, I remember that gig fondly because I remember you saying about a week before to me, um, hey, you know what? Gemma's not feeling too good at the moment. Um, do, do you fancy coming to Hyde Park to see Stevie Wonder and Lionel Richie? I was just like, oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> I, I'll do anything. I'll give you all of the money I have. Um, and then Gemma went anyway. Yeah, um, she did. Sorry about that, mate. Um, okay. <laughs> it would have. <laughs> we would have had fun. Uh, but speaking of, 
do you know how so we i went there with with Gemma and she she likes the uh she likes the finer things in in life which is obviously why she's with me um but when we got there she like a bloodhound sniffed out uh a champagne tent basically oh god have a, have a guess how much it was for a single flute of champagne uh, the, the plastic flute a single plastic flute of champagne yeah london so you're in london yeah. you're at, uh, basically a little festival kind of thing um i don't know 15 16 quid <laughs> oh wouldn't that have been lovely 30 flipping quid mate 30 uh, quid why didn't you just have a beer like a normal human very good question, mate. One that I can't answer. Um, and if she ever deigns to listen to this, then she'll be able to defend herself. But we're we're thirteen episodes in now, and uh, she she certainly hasn't listened yet. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, my I, I suppose it's a, a loose kind of link to to Lionel Richard. When we were there, we saw uh, a guy. Were a couple of people with signs when Stevie Wonder was on uh, saying, we love you, Stevie. And I was like, <laughs> that's the height of ambition right there, isn't it? Uh, isn't it, it just? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, my my friend is a DJ and he was inspired by Lionel Richie to come up with his DJ name, which is Vinyl Rich T, which is lovely. Very good. Very good. That's That was uh, a little bit of Lionel and a little bit of extortion, all wrapped in one story. Uh, I love it. Thank you very much. What a great way to close out the pod. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, you and I, my friend, will speak again. And you, dear listener, we hope you remain safe and well. And we'll see you very soon. Au revoir. That we will. Au revoir. Thank you for listening to Com Musician Pod. Intro music was Gangster Life by Dirty Blueprint. This podcast was brought to you.